Hey there, and thanks for tuning in to Let Freedom Reign podcast. Before we get started, I just want to let you know, this episode is brought to you by Buckaroo Media, a digital marketing company that focuses on social media that cultivates relationships between brands and their customers. Buckaroo Media prides themselves on building genuine and authentic connections. Digital marketing doesn't have to be overwhelming or overly time-consuming. With Buckaroo Media on your team, you're free to focus on the areas of your business which you're most passionate about, and let Buckaroo Media handle the rest. Check them out on Instagram at buckaroo.media or Facebook at Buckaroo Media. For more information about Buckaroo Media and how they can grow your Western brand, visit buckaroomedia.com. B-U-C-K-A-R-O-O-M-E-D-I-A.com. Hey everybody, I'm Jason, your host of Let Freedom Reign, an equine industry leading podcast that talks to folks from all different walks of life who share their testimony of adversities and perseverance and how the horse has helped them through their journey. Stay tuned. We're going to have a great time. Come along for the ride. Welcome everybody to episode 57 here at Let Freedom Reign podcast. If you were listening to this podcast on its launch day, we are finishing up day three at Heart of the Horse in Nanton, Alberta. It has been a fun weekend watching some incredible horsemanship, seeing some amazing Western artwork, and hanging out with some of the greatest folks the Western industry has to offer. We've been out on the road for a couple weeks now and have quite the collection of valuable content and interviews we're waiting to produce. We'll be back just before next week's episode, so wish us the best of luck in hustling to get next week's episode out on time. Now this week we had a great conversation with Justin Houston, who is part of Teddy Allen, which is an experience agency. Teddy Allen covers content marketing, audience building, and experiential activation. In this episode, we briefly touch on Justin's history and spend a lot of time in focusing on how to develop your brand or your company's marketing platform. Teddy Allen takes a unique approach with brand collaboration and developing relationships to compete against some of the larger marketing firms or companies with deep pockets. Justin and everybody at Teddy Allen takes a genuine approach at getting to know each and every one of their clients, their goals, strengths, and weaknesses. As always, you can find us on social media under Let Freedom Reign Podcast. And should you find the content of this episode valuable, please share it with a friend. Additionally, your five-star ratings and reviews on the podcast platform of your choice would mean the world to us. We hope you enjoyed this week's conversation. Here is Justin Houston. Good stuff. So how, what's your busy season for you, or do you have a busy season? Uh, I don't really have a busy season. It's mostly um, every season I try to attract certain uh, – I'll reach out to certain summers. Like, you know, with summer coming up, I knew anything outdoorsy, uh, like coolers or, um, you know, out with hats kind of whenever. But, um, yeah, it's just kind of by season as, you know, we got hunting season coming up. So I'll start reaching out. I'm a big hunter. So um, I'll be reaching out to some brands. And when I do these trips, I try to add on – you know, something family time, but in the beginning we're working, you know, and it's just kind of naturally so we can capture it. Absolutely. So when you were, uh, when you're hunting, what do you hunt? So I love anything. Um, I've done all kinds, like I've done with, uh, stuff out in South Texas where it's all like safari type. Um, but I, I'm really big in, um, 
getting outside and just being on the outdoors. So I love going BLM land. Like uh, last year, I hunted uh, northern Arizona and got a big old elk out there. And then, uh, oh, nice. yeah, I just love, yeah, I love doing private land stuff to where, you know, I have to get out there and hike and kind of find where Texas is a little more like feeder type stuff, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. still super fun. Yeah. Fills, it fills your freezers or whatever. But yeah, um, but yeah I love the challenge of um, going out and finding. So yeah, I've hunted in like southern Utah um manti area i guess that's more more east utah but uh yeah utah arizona and then sometimes texas but i try to stay in the mountains that's awesome i used to bird hunt quite a bit i haven't hunted for probably oh i don't know five six years seven years um doing a lot of upland bird hunting we we used to shoot waterfowl but the the seasons went pretty pretty dry out here no pun intended we uh, had some pretty severe drought weather for quite a few years and it made the hunting quite competitive and then that's when yeah. I moved into the upland stuff and it was it was amazing, you know, working a dog and getting out there and, and just socializing with the buddies and then I kind of fell out of it and I, I just started bow hunting right before I got out of it and my dream that's was awesome. to take a bull elk. If I get a bull elk with a bow, I figure that's a pretty good job hunting because that, that was my biggest thing. I, like, And this is no knock to anybody that rifle hunts, but when you set up three and 400 yards out on something, um, to me that's, I don't know. It's an unfair advantage, but when you're bow hunting, like you got to be on top of it, right? On on yep. top of everything, and so maybe we'll we'll get back into it. I was talking to a buddy the other day. He's hunting a lot more now with a bow, and he just got a pig not too far up the road. And nice. it'd be fun to just get back into it. And no, yeah, well, if, if you ever want to come out to Colorado, that's where I live. Uh, you know, we can elk elk tags. You can really get, especially bow season. You can get a. Uh, but just over the counter, it's a little more expensive because yeah. you're out of state. Yeah. But you can get a ta- you don't have to really get drawn. You can just get a tag. And I would say, but for the price for everything in California, it's almost worth it to drive out of state. You know, increase your chances of running into some game. And who cares yeah. about the out of state fees? It's about what we pay here anyway for local stuff. Right. So, good stuff. So, let's talk a little bit about. So, you run Teddy Allen. Uh, it's a marketing and advertising agency. You guys focus kind of on content development. Let's go into a little bit about your history and kind of how you got into the marketing and advertising world. Yeah. So when I was younger, um, I was really into wakeboarding. Back then, you know, we didn't have Instagram, Facebook, so I was I was never the best wakeboarder. And there was a lot of people that were a lot better than me as far as trick wise and stuff. But I was always able to ride for brands that trusted me because we knew how to build content. So, um, we worked with a lot of local people that were trying to grow their, their product. Um, and so they would, they would have us like build, you know, we'd go out and try to build rails or we would try to make jumps, um, just do cool stuff to attract people to their brand. And so that's kind of where I fell in love with it. And, um, you know, life happens and I, met my wife and I was actually living out in Utah and I have a big construction. My family owns a construction company. So I have a big construction, uh, um, background. And so I got back into the family business cause me and my wife, I couldn't be a wakeboard bum anymore. And so, um, me and my wife decided to get married. So I got back into my family business and construction, but I still did the same thing in construction. I would, if I had a project, um, I would, say we're building um a parking lot i would put the right people together to build the parking lot so 
that's kind of my background is I put the right people to build, build stuff, to put the right people together to build stuff. And so after a few years of being married, I just really, really miss, I had kind of a, um, a hole in my heart, I guess. And I had a passion for representing brands. So, um, I told my wife, I was like, you know, I'd really like to get back into this. And, uh, you know, obviously my wife was supporting me with everything. So she's like, yeah, go ahead. And so I started getting back into it. And, uh, the, I have a big Western, um, I guess, cowboy background as well. And so, uh, you've, you've featured Ben Christensen on yeah, here. Yeah. A couple and, of weeks back. Yep. So Ben has been a big help with that because he's just killing it in the Western industry as content. But, um, so, we had the idea, so I, so I first was like, okay, hey, I want to find some brands I love, and we're gonna, we're gonna go out and just do some trip because I love going on adventures. I love riding Harley Davidson bikes, and so we planned a trip out in Colorado, and uh, he, he was kind of the one that kind of motivated me to get back into it. And basically, we took our bikes out in Colorado and used our his bikes, kind of like our iron horses, if you will, and yeah. so. Um, yeah, we just documented. We met people. We traveled for about three days all over Colorado, hit some crazy weather. And while we were on that trip, uh, you know, we started talking like kind of my strengths and what I do. And so that's kind of how this developed. Um, it kind of was going some different ways. And then I was just like, you know what? I just love helping brands, helping them get the content that they need. Um, and then so what that turned into was after we build the content, get the pictures, get the video, whatever the customer needed, I realized that a lot of the customers didn't know what to do with the content. So they didn't know what to post with it, how to post it. Um, bigger companies obviously have marketing teams for that reason, but smaller brands, which I have a big passion for and working with, um, didn't really know what to do. So then we started, uh, I have my partner, Wes Martin, um, a few guys that I work with as well, Westbound Soul, which is out in South Texas. Um, he has an awesome blog, and uh, we talk about the same stuff all the time, and he helps me uh, collaborate. And uh, so um, I hire him to do some stuff. Anyways, we all kind of have a certain niche in that area, and we just we, once we get the content, we reach out to the customer and we say, hey, um, we can help you do this, this, and this. And so that's kind of where, how it started, how Teddy on started. And, uh, we've ever since we started more brands keep reaching out to us. And so it's been just a huge blessing and really excited the people that have supported us. So, and this is why I wanted to have you on the show and talking a couple of weeks back, you know, I think it's a huge deficit in the Western community where, stereotypically, a lot of people want all those patches on their shirt, right? They want to say that they're an ambassador or rep for all these companies, yet I don't know how professional people, how professionally people feel, right? Or the approach that they take in some of their representation of brands. And then another side of it or another challenge in the Western world is just that the technology and the content development is where a lot of companies fall short. So in your opinion, you talk, you know, uh, of all your work in representing brands earlier, what in your opinion makes a valuable representative of a brand? Like what are companies looking for out of their ambassadors or out of their reps? I think uh, a big part, that's an awesome question because it really, you hit the nail on the head is with the Western industry. The Western industry has, my my biggest passion about the Western industry is the history that it has, yeah. right? Yeah. So we talk, we talk about brands, we talk about what people connect to. And if you're an ambassador for a company, 
yeah, they're, they want to give you product to represent them, but you're also in charge of knowing their history, knowing what they're about and knowing what they believe in. And so, because if you really look into like, so one of the brands I represent is Atwood Hats and um, they've been huge help to my growth and so grateful for them. Um, but they have a awesome, awesome story. And so when I first talked to them, I said, the first thing I asked was what, how did you guys start? Where did you come from? And so uh, Dick Atwood is the owner of Atwood Hats and then his son is doing most of the, um, uh, Brooks Atwood is doing most of the, you know, running the business operations yeah. now, but their story is like Mr. Atwood went out to Mexico. Uh, he loved visiting Mexico. He li- they live in East Texas and he would travel down there and he found this Hispanic that, uh, and I get the chills every time I tell the story, but he met a, a Hispanic friend that made these palm leaf hats. And so he'd buy a palm leaf hat and it was just a little stand. And then he would bring it across, you know, he would go home. Well, every mm-hmm. time he went home, somebody would be like, Hey, that's an awesome hat. And he would sell it to him right then or give it to him, whatever. Yeah. So he kept going back and back and back. And, you know, after long, he ended up opening up a warehouse and, uh, down there and, um, you know, now their biggest seller is the palm leaf hats. And so that's the kind of stuff that I think firsthand builds, because if you own your own business, anybody out there knows that what they went through, right? Correct. The struggles, the so that's what you want to find out as ambassador or anybody representing any type of company is their hardships because that's what builds the story. That's what connects to your tribe or your audience um, in whatever industry you're in. It doesn't matter what kind of business it is. If you attract emotionally, you'll have them for a lifetime. As Absolutely. A Absolutely. So in the second part of that, in your, your um, previous dialogue, you talked about People will take photos or they'll have a certain amount of content, not necessarily know what to do with it. Can we kind of develop how somebody would formulate a plan on what to do with content or maybe how to triage content in in preparation of, of getting some value out of it? Yeah, so um, the first thing you want to do with your content is, you know, for right when I we talk to customers, it's who are you trying to attract? Um, is it a, you know, what's coming up? We have fall coming up. Uh, so like for Atwood hats right now, we would be trying to build up felt hats, right? Yep. Um, cause that season's coming up. So you want to find out first what kind of content you need to be building. Um, and then after you get the content, it's, you know, depending on it's at it all, it's all on your audience, right? So if you're, um, you have a younger audience, then you attract those medias that are, that audience uses right so mm-hmm. if that's social media mm-hmm. or facebook i know the like older community is really on facebook so with that content you'll be putting that that's the, you know if your your buyers are older then that's where facebook would probably be your number one place that you need to you know advertise or um post pictures or or uh you know place ads or whatever and then if you're you know younger i would say mid-range is probably social media uh, as far as instagram and so with both of those, social media, the main thing that I think companies struggle with is posting. So there's like an unwritten rule. I think that post once a day, you don't want to annoy people. But that's not true. Like 
there's so much and something that we try to help with with content is we try to make unique content something that stands out because you can have the most amazing picture or the most amazing video that nobody in this world has ever seen before but because there's so much media on so you know there's so much posting and so many people are on instagram it kind of gets drowned out so yeah i think that's the biggest challenge in the market is it i mean there's hundreds of thousands of millions of photos out there and like how do you how do you drive the point home how do you strike that emotion so that's just all that is is posting so you post you know four times a day five times a day and and uh a lot of a lot of it too is your stories um you're all you have to involve whether it's a personal brand so say you're trying to be an influencer or whatever or just a uh, a brand in general or a business, you document everything. You document, you know, start of the day, everyone's having coffee for our first meeting or you want people to connect and follow um, your brand, right? And emotionally attract customers is the only way to go. And like I said, it'll, it's just, it makes them a lifetime customer. And so the more you can post, the more you can share, the more details that you can give out about your company the the better the better it is yeah so let's let's talk a little bit more about teddy allen as far as what you guys have to offer what you focus on what's kind of unique about your brand and why why individuals would be drawn to you so what we do we try to do at teddy allen is i i figured out because i so i've been a part of smaller brands um i've i know how hard it is for people starting out uh, or even bigger companies uh like atwood has for example uh, they're a massive company. They're all over the world, and they didn't really have a social media following. Um, they didn't have, so they're kind of even though they're big, they're just starting out on that side of the. And I think that's Western world in general. You know, yeah, absolutely. Old, old cowboys, the start of this brand, whenever, and and so they're now just getting into it, uh, which is really fun and really exciting at the same time. But um, so what we try to do is, I try to find. Uh, mostly brands that collaborate with each other. So I'm going to use GMC for an example. GMC is obviously a massive, massive brand. So their marketing budget um, is, and most marketing companies use about 8% of their gross revenue to put towards marketing. That's kind of average. So that's a lot of, it seems like a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. That's a huge chunk of the budget. So you can imagine how, you know, GMC's budget for something like that. So them to make build content is probably, you know, nothing. So as Teddy Allen, what I figured out is like, well, how can we give uh, a smaller brand? We'll just say Joe Schmo's brand. uh, How can we give them the same valued uh, content as say a company like GMC? Mm -hmm. So what I figured out is, I grab brands that can collaborate that are non-competing. So uh, I'll just give what we did in Pioneer Town, for example. So we use we we built the whole shoot from the dirt all the way up to the cowboy hat, and and brands. So we had um, Ben had Lucchese boots out there, and then we had Eli Cattleman um, with pants and shirts, and then we had Scott James Jewelry, which is a really big. Um, awesome jewelry that's popular in the Western world. And then we had Atwood hats. So we built the whole entire shoot. Well, everyone pitches in for that, that content. So not only does it make it just awesome because of the brands that are a part of it, each one of those brands are unique in their own way. We're also, everyone's putting in to help build something that is like a 
you know, GMC type budget. So it's small brands collaborating to make a make big content. So I don't know if that makes sense. But oh, it absolutely makes sense, right? Everybody's kind of just grabbing their piece of the pie and Yep. And what I think what I think is cool about that approach is it when you talk about the non-competing brands, right? So everybody has a vet, vested interest to put their best foot forward. You know, if you were to have multiple boot companies out there per se, well those two guys are just going to start knocking heads, right? And who yeah. knows how successful you're going to be, but if everybody in in that non-competitive collaboration is putting their best foot forward, that's how you get this valuable content out of it. Yep. yep. In and my so uneducated we, opinion. <laughs> no, yeah. And it, it's it's great too because uh, – so not only that, you take it a step further. You know, earlier we were talking about standing out in the crowd, right? We got so much content yeah, that's getting yeah. pushed out. What a huge challenge. So, so what this does is – so you have Eli, Atwood Hats, Scott James Jewelry, all these brands with uh, – the same type of customers, right? So everyone obviously, anybody that follows Eli loves Western. So obviously that goes into Atwood. So then the brands are actually helping each other out. So Atwood will share, um, you know, one of their cowboy hats, but they're wearing an Eli, um, Eli Cattleman shirt. And so the customers that Eli has can see Atwood. And then the customers that Atwood has can see Eli, if that makes sense. So it kind of creates this cross sharing as well. A great example I like to use is <clears throat> so when we were doing our Colorado trip, we stopped. Uh, we got hit with some really bad weather, so we stopped in. Um, and uh, I can't remember the name of the city now. It's just outside of Durango, mm-hmm. um, Salida, and we stayed in this little hotel. And I took a we took a picture of Ben <clears throat> and his hat sitting on the bed. <clears throat> Excuse me, and uh, he. You know, we just took a picture and then I tagged the motel whenever I posted it. Well, then the the motel posted it, right? And then the lamp company posted it, and then the, the there was like a skull on top of the on top of the bed, like for artwork. That company posted it, and so it started just like snowballing, right? Oh, that's crazy. And so yeah, so it's the same same kind of concept and business plan that we have is we just try to involve brands that none of those brands hurt each you know, hurt each other in any way, but they only help each other make more money. So the brands love it. It's great uh, way to stand out and, um, you know, get your name out. That's awesome. So let's talk a little bit about Teddy Allen and how people, how people can get a hold of you. Should they be interested in in your product or your services? So we have our website, teddyallen.com and then uh, it's spelled T-E-D-D-Y-A-L-L-A-N. We have Instagram Teddy underscore Allen. Um, you, that's most of our content, like what we're doing right now. Uh, that's kind of our fastest. Our website is more just contacting, like reaching out to us, but our Instagram kind of just shows daily what we're doing, what brands we're being a part of. Um, yeah, and just, you know, have, we have our emails so people can reach out, uh, ask us any questions, and we love to help in any way that we can, whether, you know, I give free information or out all the time because we want to help brands because we know how hard it is so it is difficult that is for sure and if people were to get a hold of you do they need to kind of have a plan or a direction or could they call you blindly hey here's what i want to do with let freedom rain podcast make it happen yeah so uh we 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 love if people already have a vision and then uh we also try to be Whenever we have these discussions, we try to be really open. Like, you know, we put our input because obviously they're reaching out to us for a reason. Yeah. yeah. So, we, um, so, so we, we've had both. So we've had customers that bigger customers that have reached out and said, this is what we're trying to do. Can you help us capture it? 
you know, easy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also have brands that, hey, we feel like we have an awesome story, but we have a hard time getting it to the world. Can you guys help us? So then we'll, you know, make a strategic plan for them. And then we all, through the whole process, we communicate to make sure everyone's on the same page. So that way when the we, you know, it's always over deliver. Um, so we always want to make sure that the customer's happy and we're over delivering on our product. So it's good stuff. What do you guys got for future projects coming up, future campaigns, any, any projects in the works? So we have, uh, the, the thing I'm working on now that, uh, we got reached out to over, uh, over actually this last shoot was we are going to be going, I think it's in Utah. There's a company that, um, they take out helicopters. Um, so it's a resort and they have a helicopter that they take up like uh, mountain bikers up the trails so they can go back down. And so, uh, we're going to be doing, putting some brands together for that so that, uh, you know, it's just going to be really cool with the helicopter. So mountain biking brands, stuff like that. Um, energy drinks, uh, so a little outside the Western, uh, you know, cowboy world, yeah. but, um, it's going to be really fun. So then we have that and then we have some, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I continually do stuff every quarter with Atwood Hats. Um, we'll be doing some more Western brands, collaborations there. Um, we actually were planning a trip to go up to Montana. Um, and there's this uh, really cool guy out there that he uses donkeys to get to remote areas out in Montana. He's kind of like a transport service. So mm-hmm. we're going to go out there with him and kind of tell his story and, um, so that's, that should be really fun as well. And I think, and I had this conversation with Ben when I had him on the show, is it so many people in the, the business world, right? Um, because your schedules are usually so tight or your timelines are so tight. You know, a lot of people spend time flying here, flying there, you know, in for a project for half a day and then back out onto the next one. But the greatest part about what you guys are doing or one of the greatest parts is, I mean, you guys are traveling, traveling the roads, meeting these people, right? People that folks would never even get to hear. And there's some amazing stories to be told out there. And there's some amazing people that you could work with. And, and it's just great to see that side of that side of the country and, and those people as far as the value in their stories and their testimonies. Yeah. And that's, you know, and that's the best part about every, you know, exactly what you said. And Ben is doing a great job with the brands that he represents. And, and we actually are doing the same thing. Um, me and Ben kind of collaborate and then, uh, one of my good friends, Casey Lance, Lansaw, um, he's, he's been a huge help as well, capturing moments, but we basically put a team together and, um, I bought a GMC, I've partnered with a local GMC, um, cause I, I've always had a GMC truck, but partnered with them and they've supported me and, and Atwood hats have supported me and we're traveling all over the country to any ranch, uh, that, you know, somebody that'll let us, so we just did Marfa with, um, mm-hmm. the mail the Mellard family and they are just this awesome family that lives out in the border of like Mexico and Texas. And they run a ranch out there and the kids and just meet hanging out with them all day, eating with them. It's just awesome. Awesome. And just builds awesome content, but they're just a great family. And so we're excited to travel. You know, we have plans to go to Canada. We have plans to go all over us to capture these ranchers, tell their stories. Um, you know, and just kind of promote them and, and what they're doing and supporting the Western industry. And so it's just been really, really fun. So. Yeah. And I think where the separation takes place with, with folks like yourself and Ben is it 
I mean, you talked about it when, when visiting that ranch, like you get out and live with these people, right? You get to know them, you break bread with them, you have conversations with them. It's more than just a business transaction. And when you get to know people on that level, you can find so much more meaning in, in how you're setting up a shoot or how you're branding a, a product. Yeah. And, and what it naturally brings out and what, this is what the main thing I love it, you know, as a marketer and any brand out there or any, you know, someone trying to build their story, that that's what it's all about. Exactly what you said is, is putting, and that's what I love about each family we meet is putting the product on them because every brand, you know, we start a brand for a reason. We start a product for like, you started your podcast for yeah, a reason. Absolutely. Um, you know, like, like I'll just use Atwood hats, for example, just cause I do a lot of stuff with them. You know, we wear cowboy hats. It's not just a look cool. Yeah. We look great. Um, you know, and it's fun wearing a cowboy hat, but they're functional. There, there's a reason we wear those hats out on the ranch. There's a reason, you know, we use certain saddles or we use certain ropes. Um, it's functional and, and it's, it's, it's fun for us to go out. We take those products and we put them on real ranchers, real farmers, and they actually use them for their real purpose. I mean, what, there's no better way to feature something. Well, and I was going to say, not to talk bad about folks, but how many times have you seen ads, whether it's in a magazine or even a billboard, right? And they'll incorporate the Western world. And you can tell looking at that photo that that model has had zero experience working a horse. That horse probably isn't even trained in the discipline that they're trying to portray. And it just looks, it looks horrific to the educated eye, you know? Yep. So it's good yeah. that you guys find the genuine value and you're actually putting boots on the, on the ground, you know, and, and figuring these folks out and, and selling their stories. Yeah, because it's exactly said. Like we we can, and I think even nowadays the way things are going is people want real, you know, the generation they want real stuff. They want to connect, and and it doesn't matter what they look like. It matters, you know, how they use their product, and yeah, it's just it's awesome. So, so what do you see now? We're kind of in the phase right where traditional print media has phased its way out. We're into a lot more electronic and digital media as far as social media goes and websites and things of that sort. Where do you see the marketing advertising world going from here out? Or what is your direction maybe specifically for Teddy Allen? That's a good question. So I think it's going, uh, you know, social media has taken over. I think there'll be, you know, there's going to be stuff that's going to be invented uh, that's going to be a better way. But I think it's all video, all pictures, um, you know, instant stuff. Um, I I see a lot of uh, – so, like, if you have a brand, right, and you build a catalog, um, I don't think generic catalogs – and this is just an example – do it anymore. So, I think as, like, if you're – say you're a retailer and you reach out to brands, um, I think it's good to have the information on there. But to reach people – I think it's taking a little more work as far as co building content, building stories. So, uh, like a, we just built a catalog for, um, that has stories in it. So you have a picture of, you know, somebody on a ranch using their product. And then the next page is an actual catalog. So I just, I see content and marketing going to where just stories, you know, people yeah. telling their, uh, doing what they do and, it's it's easier for to get your stuff out there to the world, you know, if you have something really, really, really unique. Um, but uh, as long as you know, you do your research on how social media works and their their programming. Um, I think that's the direction it's going. So it's it's and it's really cool too because all the stuff that you know, everything I'm talking about is nothing that is you can't research. You know, you can't find online. Yeah, yeah. So. 
We kind of touched on it earlier, you know, that every brand has their story or their why. For you, in your development of Teddy Allen, what is what is your why? What is your motivation in all of this to help? I mean, you're giving away free content. You're helping all these brands. You're doing a lot of networking. I mean, you're there's a lot of moving parts that you're in control of and collaborating with. You know, at the end, when when you lay your head on your pillow at night, what is the why that, that helps motivate you? Um, my why is 100% uh, is helping the smaller brands out. Um, I think it's really cool to see a small brand and they put the hard work in. They do the right stuff. Uh, they have the right story. Um, and then they grow into, you know, something bigger than they ever thought possible. Um, and it's not necessarily to get rich or um, to, you know, that's obviously everybody's motive is money. Um, we want to take care of our families. But more importantly to me, what we love to find and be a part of is families that are hardworking, um, that have a unique product. Um, I shouldn't say that because every person that has a business thinks their product's unique, right? And so, and that's Absolutely. great. Absolutely. But um, I just love the people that just 100% full in, you know, fully committed, 100% committed to what they're trying to build. Um, and that's where my passion lays. You know, there's people that that have trouble, that just don't know what direction. And so if I can be any part of um, setting that direction or set making helping make that story, it's it's so it's so rewarding. So that's really cool to see. It's great to hear your support in that level or that style of business, right? Because so many people in the Western world, whether they're training horses, breeding horses, working horses, even some of these like, you know, the Western fashion thing has kind of taken off recently, right? In the last few years. Yep. So many people are passionate, right? And they have their their side hustle that fuels them and motivates them. But I think that's the biggest challenge in a lot of this stuff and growing a brand is just that. Is it you might be passionate about fashion or you might be passionate about the horse, but if you can't get that horse's story told, or if you can't get the story told of, of your fashion or whatever the business is, right? That's that's where a lot of the brand growth takes place and that's how you get your product out there. And and it's nice to hear that there's folks like yourself out there that are supporting that because we don't have eight to ten percent of our income to dump into marketing, right? We're most of us are just trying to pay bills and, and keep food on the table. No, I appreciate it, and that's and that's it. You know, you know, I, I've seen some brands. Uh, you know, they built something, and you they kind of I don't really know how to explain it, but they kind of so say you build a brand and you take off. You know, you get a bunch of people. Um, in whatever industry buying your product and sometimes it lose you kind of lose your your uh your vision and you lose your story mm-hmm. because because of how busy you get which is not a bad problem to have yeah but every but it's every a reality I've, yeah but every brand i've worked with that really puts in sticks to their core values si- sticks to what they believe in um whether that is some you know you attract a million customers or you attract a hundred customers if as long as you stick to your values and you stick to what you're about, you will always be have passion in that brand. You'll always have motivation to keep that brand building, and that's the customers you want in general, right? Yeah. And so, yeah. So it's uh, it's really really important that I I think that you always remember where you came from, uh, where you've been, and why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah, the humility is a big deal, and and like you said, right? 
sometimes we just get so caught up in the rat race. We just have our head down and we work and we work and we work and we never look up and realize, okay, why, why did I start this in the, in the first place? Why am I motivated to do this? And I don't know if it's because people take things for granted or eventually the workload becomes burdensome, but sometimes it's hard to stay in that groove, right? And, and stay, uh, stay fueled by that passion. Yeah. And you know, the, the other thing too is, is the people that you meet, you know, that's what been the most exciting thing about this journey that I'm on with Teddy Allen is, is I've met so, you know, people like yourself or, you mm-hmm. know, We've talked about, you know, Ben and then yeah. I, I work with Matt uh, Castillo that you've had on the yeah. show and, yeah. and j- all these different networking because we talked about this at our workshop uh, at Pioneer Town. So I don't know if I touched on that. So we had a we love to teach what we do, just like kind of what we're talking about now. But mm-hmm. we, we did a workshop, invited for anybody in the creative world to come out. So we had uh, Matt Castillo out there. You know, he's a country singer. And then we had some uh, photographers out there. And we had some videographers out there just, and then we had Garrison brothers out there. They've been a huge support, uh, for, uh, they've supported me and what, what, what I'm doing. And, uh, Garrison brothers is a, a whiskey brand out in Texas. Um, and they were out there kind of cause so, so there, it was cool because we had small photographers that, um, that still trying to grow their business. And then we have Garrison brothers that is a massive company. And so we were all able to collaborate and network. And what we talked about through that whole thing was, is it is meeting as many people as you can, right? So yeah, you yeah. go to trade shows, go to no matter what it is, if it's some something similar to you, you should go and talk to as many people as you can because you just never know where that road's going to lead. You know, like you never know um, who you're going to talk to that's going to take your company to that next level. But you have to put in the work. You have to get out there and put yourself out there. And sometimes that's extremely, it's awkward. It's nervous. Uh, you get nervous, you, you know, but you just get out there and you do it. And then after you start seeing the results of it, it just gets that much easier. And it's so, so fun. And it's awesome to have those relationships. I guess when you talk about big company, small company, right? When you find the right people in these big companies or you find the right people that are successful in any given field, those that are humble and have that understanding of where they come from are usually the first people to step forward and help those smaller businesses or the people coming up. So for you to make those introductions and not only have these companies put that willing investment into the next generation per se, it's it's pretty incredible to have those resources to lean on. You know, I, I think about it from a horsemanship standpoint. There's people that that help me quite often. And looking back in the in the path that I've paved, there's no reason these people should be a resource or a mentor or a friend, you know, but out of the kindness of their heart and the relationships that we've developed over the years, um, there's some pretty successful horsemen that I could lean on and they're willing to give me their time of day. And it's an absolute blessing in, in driving the brand and driving my education. Yeah. And, and those people that are teaching you, I would put $100 on that they still have their passion and what they're doing. Because if you have a passion in something, you want to share it. You yeah. want to give that give that feeling to yeah. others that are like-minded. Yeah. Absolutely incredible stuff. So for you, in, your, in the journey that you've traveled, have there been some more kind of make or break moments for you where it's like, ah, maybe this isn't for me or you know what, this is it. This is where God has put me. This is the path that I'm going to travel. Oh, 100%. So... I love, um, you know, I, I really wanted to talk about this as far as, um, you know, people out there that are really, some might get emotional, but that are really, uh, 
they want to do something right, but they're just scared or whatever is are comfortable where they're at as far as, uh, uh, you know, working for somebody or, but they have this passion, right. And it's can be so scary, like to take that leap. Um, I've read before. So my journey, um, you know, being in the construction world, mm-hmm. uh, I don't love construction. I don't think anybody does, but <laughs> what I do, and it was, a, it's a little different for me because it's a family business. And so I've been a part of it my whole life. So I have a little but the lessons applicable nonetheless, you right. know? But I've done my work, you know, I've had yeah. a shovel in my hand. I, I worked up from, um, from being a to managing and anyways, but I, I've never had a passion in an industry, but what I did have a passion for is taking care of my family. So there's a difference there, you know, like I, I love my kid. I, I have one kid and mm-hmm. my wife providing for them is my purpose to be on this earth. Right. Yeah. But I also have the side of me where I want to do what I love. I want to wake up and, and just get excited. So my, um, and his name's Chris, uh, so I, I just moved to Denver and I was still questioning, okay, should I put money into this? Should I, should I, I was listening to a bunch of motivation books like yeah. to get me to take that step, you know, like hearing people that were successful and what, you know, they got fired or whatever. And then they started with their passion and then, and it just grew from there, you know? And so I wanted something like that, but didn't know where to start. And my story isn't like that. I didn't, you know, overnight turn into some successful and mm-hmm. I'm still trying to be successful mm-hmm. in my, in my industry. But I was downtown Denver. We had friends coming to town and I was just, we were waiting to get seated for, for breakfast. And I was walking and I came by this little, um, and if anybody follows me on Instagram, it's very at the very bottom. It's one of the first videos I shared. Uh, but I went by this furniture store and there was this guy in there and his name's Chris. And he was just working on a table. He was sanding. And it was just this little tiny shop. And I walked in and I was, I, uh, I just asked him if I could come in and kind of see what he was doing and just looking at his craft. And we just started to chat and it was only like a 10 minute conversation. And then I left and it just hit me like this, not necessarily doing what he's doing, but this is what I, I want to do my passion. Cause you could just tell he was loving, he was the yeah. only one in there. Yeah. He was loving what he did. And I was just extremely jealous. I was like, you know what, that's, I'm going to do this. So I, I jumped in hundred percent. Uh, obviously I didn't quit my job. I, I still, um, you know, I still had to provide for my family, but I was able to kind of make that leap. And so I challenge anybody that is struggling with that, that, um, find your, exactly what you're saying earlier, find your why, um, visit with people that have started from nothing that struggled starting their business. And that will give you a lot of, cause all you have to do is make that step. Um, and so, so I ended up later on like six months later, reaching back out to Chris and said, Hey, you're a huge part of starting my business. Can I do a quick video, like a minute video of you and your story? And so we shared his videos. That's on my Instagram. If anybody ever wants, wants to watch it, but, uh, he tells his passion. And, um, so that's kind of what started it all for me. And, and, uh, yeah. So it's just, it's really fun. And I was able to build my story and, um, I was able to build an experience with my company that I provide for, for my customers. And it's just, it's just awesome. So it's good stuff. So what does the future hold for Teddy Allen? Um, we're just going to keep, you know, reaching out to brands and we want to, like I said, keep help telling stories. And so I, I hope our future is, uh, you know, we can help take these brands to another level and our whole business model is or we hope to 
to bring like you give me one dollar, we give you four dollars, uh, just like any marketing company. It's but, not a bad uh, trade, I guess, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so that's our whole goal is is we want to make sure. Um, I know a lot of I know a lot of brands that have been really burned by marketing companies, and um, you know, a hundred percent, we we're real. We love to communicate. We. We just want to provide a great, great service for anybody out there that needs it. So. You know, and it's a commodity hard to find. And, and oftentimes people people are taken advantage of by individuals or companies that are more educated in a given field, right? So when the deficit in the Western industry is marketing and advertising and you find a company that, that's geniuses, sometimes you'd lay that blind faith in them, hoping for great intention, but sometimes folks aren't of the kindest heart, you know? So for you guys to put put that good faith effort forward and, and have the passion in the small business. It's, it's very rewarding. It's very uh, inspiring to, to hear. Thank you. We appreciate it. Good stuff. So towards the end of every show, I like to give every guest the opportunity to kind of share their life lessons or, or a motto they live by. And in traveling the journey of your life, if there were another individual walking just a few miles down the path behind you, what would you share with them? And it can be personally or professionally. I would say trust. Um, the biggest thing I think this world lacks is uh, trusting people. I'll say that's um, scary stuff right there, dude. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. And I, it's super, super hard to find people to trust. Um, but I think that as a company, as a person, if you can build trust in people and you, you keep whatever word that you give that person, you make sure that you communicate it and you make sure you stick to it that's the best way to build relationships. I think if there's more people that trusted each other, the world would be a completely different place. Yeah. It's, it's a hard lesson to learn, right? Cause you got to expose yourself for the unknown, right? Yeah. You don't necessarily know but what the return is going to be. You know, and I, everyone I meet with, I try to be as trustworthy as possible to, um, no matter what I do, if I can't accomplish what I promised, I do whatever I try to reach that, you know, say it's, 90% of, you know, what I promise. I yeah. try to do my best to accomplish what I said I would do. But, um, you know, I think majority of the time you will get burned, you know, as you know, you trust reaching out and trusting people. But if you always stay to, you know, your core values and you, you're trustworthy and you have integrity, um, it doesn't matter what other people do, right? As long as you're doing what you're supposed to do. You hit the uh, nail on the head, you know, and in, in my journey, I've had the wool pulled over my eyes and uh, I've placed blind faith on individuals that maybe I shouldn't have, or maybe I should have been a little bit more critical, but that's where I lay my confidence in, right? I try to go about business the right way and, and I try to live my life in a certain set of core values and I can't necessarily control how ethical or honest other people are going to be. And that's the decision they're going to have to answer to at some point, you know, and, yep. and unfortunately, sometimes you lose, but that's life. And and you and what's cool about it too is you learn from it, right? Yeah. So absolutely, you, you learn how to control different situations, and it's exactly what you said. As long as you worry about yourself and what you can control, it doesn't matter what other people do, and you just build from it and grow from it. And uh, pretty soon, you'll start building that circle around you. That um, and I've been extremely grateful with Teddy Allen as everyone I work with. It's we're all always on the same page. Just that's the biggest thing we go by, and uh, you know it goes and it just turns into our work, and we. We create great stuff because of it, I think. so. Good stuff, Justin. Well, I sure appreciate you setting some time aside for us. It's been exciting conversation about marketing and advertising. I mean, you've answered a lot of questions for me and, and the unknowns of this world. If there's anything we could ever do for you in the future, do not hesitate to reach out, my man. 
Yeah, likewise, Jason. Thanks for having me. All right, man. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks again, everybody, for listening to this episode of Let Freedom Reign Podcast. Again, you can find us on social media under Let Freedom Reign Podcast. If you want to support the growth of this podcast, go to patreon.com forward slash Let Freedom Reign Podcast. Again, we thank you, and we'll see you on the next one.